Well, hello! Welcome to the show. It is... Oh, man. I, we're, we're like a minute into the show, and I'm already... Actually, we're not even a minute into the show. Now we probably are, but we're, in a, we're into the show a minute, and... Let's see here. Oh, okay. Um... Anyway, I'm getting text about computers and other stuff like that. What else is new around the, the tech world? So, anyway. But, let's bring in Zach. Hello. How's it going? Uh, the typical questions. What's new? Nothing? <laughs> I know. But, but nobody heard it on the stream. Uh-oh. So, I mean, that's a thing. So, uh, nothing new with me, really. Um, oh, actually, I take that back. Um, you know, nothing quick ever happens in a hospital. Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, not myself, but, um, a family member of mine, um, had some surgery, and, uh, so, I've got that to take care of now, but, um, anyways, so, lots of, lots of days spent in the hospital, just back and forth, things like that, um, <clears throat> so, oh, goodness, oh, this is the fun part of the show, where, like, I have to, like, do other stuff while I'm doing other stuff, um, hold on, while we're, while we're getting things ready... Really? Did I not add a button for that? I still didn't add a button for the intro. Anyway, what, let's do that real quick. Let's roll the intro. Alright, and with that, back to us. So, anyways, um, so, if you don't know, I am like the IT admin for our church now, and uh, so I'm getting text about a, a problem down there. So, this is the fun part of the show where I'm like doing other work while I'm doing this work. So, anyway. Let's see. You know what's awesome? Oh, yeah. You you do. Um, so, remote desktop management is, is a thing. Um, I am utilizing something called TeamViewer um, to hopefully get into this machine here to get into the man... Er, so hang on. Uh, you did? Chrome remote desktop.
I didn't even know that um Chrome had an option. Oh, screw it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get in, but... Uh, let's see here. So, I, I wanted to use the web console, but I'm just going to sign in here to this one. So, um, I know what I wanted to ask you on stream. Um, I was just watching a video on Jay's two cents. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on the big, um, big format gaming displays? No, like they're literally like TVs, but they're like monitors. They're like monitors that are the size of TVs now. You wouldn't use one? Hmm. What the... Whippin' what? Hmm. Anyway. Alright. Well, we're gonna... We're gonna try to do the show while I'm also doing remote management on... Stuff. So, anyway. No, I just hadn't known... I just didn't know if you, like seen anything like that yet and wanted to get your opinion on on it but you're so would you rather have a monitor that's like the size of like a, a tv right like a 65 inch tv or would you rather have multiple monitors Um, yeah, hang on. This is just, this is, this is a great start to the show this week. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, where would you put it? Well, you build the space for it, dude. Okay. <clears throat> mm, not necessarily. Well, okay, yeah, that was one of the, the funny things about the the um the video that I was watching was that um like literally you'd like look up to the recycling bin and then look down to the <laughs> To the clock. <laughs> so, what is the optimum sized display for Zach? Would you go any bigger than that? Hmm. 
Hmm. See, I really want... I, although... Although I think I might need to build another desk at that point. But, um... I would really love to have the, uh... Like, three Samsung Ultra-Wide curved monitors. That would just be insane. Just... Shook. I know! That's the point! There's, like, full immersion kind of thing. So... I haven't seen it yet. Um, I don't know if I ever will, but uh, my buddy, um, my like elementary school buddy, um, old next door neighbor actually, he does some kind of like software development in like the um, like uh, like stock market or something like that, or like with a financial company or something, and uh, he's got like six monitors. <laughs> so, anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, hang on. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Guess we're trying to get a presentation up. I'm running on a computer here and, uh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway. You know, here's the problem with remote management sometimes. If you can't see a problem, you can't really fix a problem sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's doing this, this, and this. Now, granted, you know, sometimes you can... Uh, here's, a, here's a great one, Zach. You'll know exactly what's happening with this computer here. So, user says, hey, I've got a computer. I turn it on, it runs for about five minutes, and then it just shuts off. What's likely the problem? Yeah, so what's likely the problem? What's your... I want... Yeah, there you go. Why is it overheating? That's... <laughs> Uh, it's probably full of crap. It needs to be cleaned out. But anyway, so that is exactly what happened to the Linux box that I have in the house. Um, I got it at the pawn shop and had a sticker that said, hey, it runs for like, I picked that thing up and I could have gotten them down probably lower than what I actually did. But I think I picked that thing up for like 40 bucks or something like that, which isn't horrible, but 40, 45 bucks. So anyway. Pretty low specs. I mean, the thing is a toaster, but um, for running Linux without a GUI, it works just fine. So, ooh, that's what I need to look into. I got to figure out how to install some uh, printer drivers on that thing and then see if I can use that to act as a print server for the iPads in the house. So, that's a project I got to work on. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about today? Um, mm, Firefox has a VPN. Um, a UK teen steals a bunch of music, obviously Microsoft news, because that's every week, and some news about Apple. Let's start. So, we're going to talk about Firefox. Uh, they are testing a VPN, and you can try it right now. 
So last week, Mozilla said um, its Firefox browser would block third-party trackers forever and by default. Uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but now Mozilla announced a new product that could give Firefox users even more privacy. Um, it's called the Firefox Private Network, which claims to be a secure encrypted path to the web. So, I mean... Yeah, the Firefox Private Network seems like it could be a useful... or. Uh, could be useful. Some limitations, however, though, like, um, yeah, it's a browser-based VPN. So it's not going to mask anything that you're doing on the internet inside of Firefox. So, you know, that's a thing. But, um... And you'd need to install a dedicated VPN app if you wanted that functionality. But, I mean, here's the cool thing. I mean, it is built into Firefox, so... For your just your standard web browsing for your normies or whatever out there, uh, you know, fire it up, good to go. Um, but yeah, if you want that outside protection outside of, of Firefox itself, um, then you're going to need to install like a, you know, a, a, uh, excuse me. <sighs> no, I'm yawning. Um, yeah, it's some VPN client. Um, no, here's what Mozilla is actually recommending. They're recommending that you use the Firefox private network, um, which is free for now because it's in beta. Um, and it only works in the U.S. for right now. Um, so, yeah, you'll have to be a U.S. based or you'll have to be U.S. based using Firefox on your desktop or laptop. Um, and you have to be logged into your Firefox account. So... Hmm. I mm, I would hope that Firefox is not collecting all that data because at that point there's no really use in using a VPN. Birds anymore. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I, I think with the, with the decline of... Um, oh, what is it? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, net neutrality. You know, it's funny because... Because, you know, stuff like that, as well as stuff like, you know, region locking and such, like that, that just gives more attention to VPNs and other ways of bypassing those problems. Yeah, uh, the uh, the staff of the Verge did a did a quick test or a brief test. Uh, download speeds were 17 megabits slower. Um, Firefox Private Network um, did change the IP address, however, um, it only moved the location out to a nearby suburb. So sites might still be able to serve you up, you know, local ads and things like that. So it doesn't well, it sound could have just been that way by coincidence. It could have been, but it doesn't, be it doesn't sound like it allows you to pick where you want to, um, you know, browse from basically like some of the other you're, services. You're doing it. You're using it for the encryption, not for the other reasons that you might want a VPN. Right. Yeah. 
Um, like, if you're getting on some public Wi-Fi and you happen to use Firefox, it's probably better than not. But I wouldn't say that it's, you know, a, a standout service, that's for sure. It is free, I guess, and I'm sure it's... I'm sure that's... I'm sure it's decent as far as free ones. I, I, yeah, free I don't VPNs know. VPNs are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, you technically... You, you really shouldn't use a free VPN. You shouldn't use a free VPN because they're collecting <laughs> all you... the data. Do you use it? You don't use a free VPN, do you? You use a pay. I use PIA. Oh, you use PIA. PIA is pretty good. Uh, I've heard that NordVPN and ExpressVPN and uh, pretty... I have a subscription for NordVPN. I don't use it very often, though. I was going to switch to it because a, a while ago I received an email that they were jacking up the price. I'm like, well, screw. But then. I just happened to like notice that it was trying to renew for the same price. So I was like, well, don't mind if I do. If you're going to give me the same rate, I'll keep it. But I was definitely ready to jump ship if they're going to jack up the price. I got three years of NordVPN for like some crazy amount. Like it was like 75 or 75% off or something like that. So that's why I did it. I think that's one of those things that's just like perpetually on sale. I know, yeah. Um, but anyway, no, it's nice when I, like, it's nice to have, but I, I don't like the latency part of it. Um, that's the only part that, eh. I think it, I, I don't know, I think we were maybe having issues with it when I was trying to do the live stream. Um, but anyway. Although, I actually do trust my co-op uh, ISP that they're not, like, taking my data and selling it. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm, uh, I always screw this term up. That's not, no, that's not a tinfoil hat. Or is it? What do you mean? What is? Uh, well, uh, the tinfoil hat thing is conspiracy theories, right? Yeah. So, would that be, maybe I have my, oh, no, maybe I, no, I don't have my tinfoil hat on. You on don't that have your tinfoil hat on. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, <laughs> UFOs! <laughs> They're real. They're common. No, I, I, I do not believe in U, uh, UFOs, do you? Does this tinfoil hat make my head look big? <laughs> I, I, no, but seriously, do, do you believe in uh, UFOs or not? No. No, no. There's always an explanation. Yeah, right? <laughs> I got a guy at work who's like, no, VPNs are real. And I'm like, okay. Or, or VPNs. Are real? Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> I'm using one right now. UFOs. UFOs. I don't know if he'd even know what a VPN is. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, he's, he's technologically inclined. Um, or inclined. Is that the right word? Not technologically inclined. Yeah, it, um, he's technologically challenged. There we go. Um, and it's it's funny sometimes when, um, oh, he was he was trying to ship something the other day. He's like, what the what the flip? It won't give me the option to to put the because we were supposed to put the dimensions in. He's like, why won't it give me the options to put the dimensions in? I look at it for about two seconds. Click. What'd you do? Uh, I changed it from this to this. What, what the heck? <laughs> uh, 
So, anyway. But, um... Uh, he's, he's a good guy. It's just... Uh, technology is not necessarily his thing, so... But, um... Yeah, so Mozilla says that this uh, the Firefox private network is going to be free to start with, and then presumably at some point it'll turn into some kind of subscription model thing. Um, however, last October, Firefox showed an ad for a subscription to um, ProtonVPN to a small group of Firefox users. Um, and Mozilla CEO recently said Firefox intends to offer a paid subscription service for premium features in October. Bandwidth for a VPN service could be one of them. So yeah, so there you go. Uh, a Firefox VPN. Um, now, for for all the people who don't know what a VPN is, Zach, please explain. Why is that my job? Um, because I host the show. Ah, uh, okay, fine. A VPN is when you route your traffic through someone else. Pretty much. Mm. And the point of that is. Well. VPN protocols encrypt the traffic. And also you can bypass things like uh, things like region locks on you know Netflix and stuff like that. In, also you're not gonna be getting like tracked and monitored. Yeah, in as in, long as you have a reputable provider. Right. Yeah. In in short terms, um ISP no track where you go. <laughs> also good to get around censorship that happens in other countries. Right. We yes. Which is exactly why VPNs are here, but at least we don't get censored. Uh yeah, which is exactly why VPNs are are uh, banned in like China. So um I've never looked into it, but I think it would be an interesting thing to look into is like the the like China's like firewall, like great firewall. Great firewall. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually what they call it, but um, no. Uh, but no, like literally, like the like the government of China, if they don't want you to know about something, they're gonna block it. I think they've got like special, um, like some kind of agreement or something with like Google, so that like certain things don't pop up, and so yeah. Well, they have to have all. If you want to do business in China, you know you got you got to do what they want, or you're just not going to be able to do business. Yeah. Uh. Unfortunately. I forget what exactly. Uh, there's like. Do you remember learning about the guy who like stood in front of like a tank or something like that in China or? Something like way. I won't. don't, but the it's the Sumter <clears throat> Square massacre in nineteen eighty nine and it starts with a T and I can't pronounce it. Oh yeah. So if you search for that in China You are insta disconnected. Uh no, it just doesn't even come up, I think. Like that. It just I don't know. like Something that horrible will happen to you. Police might pay you a visit. <laughs> that whole thing just like doesn't exist in China. Uh it's like it's been erased from the history books. Uh so Anyway, luckily we don't live in that, but moving on, a hacker has been arrested for stealing unreleased songs from top artists, Zach. Oh my. You... Now why were they in a place where they could be stolen, may I ask? <laughs> That's a great question. 
And you're going to laugh when I tell you exactly where they... Actually, you know what? Where do you think they got the music from? Where did they hack it from? Probably from like a Google Drive with a terrible password or something. Probably, actually. Uh, UK police have arrested a suspect or suspected hacker for stealing unreleased music from recording artists and trying to sell the loot files or the looted files for what, Zach? Any guesses? A lot of money, million bucks. Yes, but but what kind of what kind of currency? Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency. Yes. Why? Because it's untrackable. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so the 19-year-old suspect allegedly targeted award-winning international superstars. Uh, he broke into, get this, their websites and, yes, cloud-based accounts to access recorded music. Why, why, why was it there? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, mm, yeah, uh, I don't know. Archive purposes. <laughs> okay, but but how about after it's released? Maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Look, maybe there's a reason that I'm not a a number one, you know, <laughs> artist. That and the fact that you probably actually. Mm. But you know, were you? No, you. Uh, no, no, you were never in choir. I can't see. Oh it. God, no. <laughs> but, but you know, may, maybe it's just because I don't understand how they think or but, the industry. But, but why did they do that? Like, come on now, really? Uh, you know what? I can see maybe being in like a Google Drive or something like that. But on the websites. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the arrest was based on a tip from the Manhattan District Attorney's Office in New York. Um, they have been investigating the hacks based on referrals from the artist management companies, um, and the 19-year-old suspect was not named. Um, Curious how he even knew like where to look for that stuff. Yeah, um, he was arrested. Like, you don't just go out and be like, you know, I want to steal something. Ah, you know, so-and-so's new album coming out in a month. I'm going to try to steal it off their website. I bet well, it's there. Well, you know, like, so the, the same thing happened to Radiohead, actually, um, which, we'll, which we'll talk about in just a moment here. Um, so uh, he was arrested on suspicion of committing copyright infringement and computer misuse crimes. Um, today's action marks a significant point in our investigation into the individuals responsible for stealing music and stealing it on illegal streaming websites or, or um, and selling it on illegal streaming websites uh, worldwide, Detective Inspector Nick Court said in a statement. None of the artists were named, but the arrest occurred after Radiohead said in June that a hacker stole unreleased music from singer Tom York's mini-disc archive. However, in the case of the hack, um, the hack, or in this case, the hacker threatened to release the music files unless Radiohead paid $150,000. In response, the band decided to release and sell the music, saying the recordings were only um, transgenitally interesting. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, basically, they, they, they released the music first before the other That's person probably the could, best so. thing they could have done. But. Like, well, um, well, you got our stuff, but you're not getting anything for it. Right, but I, I think, 
In that case, it was an extortion thing. You know, pay us money or we're going to release this music early. You can't release it if I release it first. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they release it first, which is which is hilarious. So anyway, uh, but yeah, I think in the other case, it was just to try to make money. Uh, so I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um, how the hacker gained access to Radiohead's files, that is still unclear. And according to Pitchfork, it may have involved someone breaching a third party who was archiving Radiohead's music on the band's behalf. So that might be how this guy got in this time. Um, the stolen files were then possibly traded on the digital black market before reaching a collector who tried to extort Radiohead. Um, now, the Manhattan DA's office told PC Meg the other day, unfortunately, since this case is being prosecuted in the UK, we are bound by their laws and practices um, pertaining to ongoing investigations and uh, pending cases. So the information in the press release is the extent of what we can provide at this point. The City of London Police declined to comment on the case. So they're probably still, like, looking into it. And I'm sure that the legal process in... The UK is slightly different from the legal process here in the United States. So. You think? I think you're probably right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably am. Um, hey, hey, Zach. What's up? If you don't think I'm always right, you can just ask me and I'll tell you. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> I, I heard that as a radio spot one time. Um, actually, one Dave Ryan out of the Twin Cities. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with that name. You're just not familiar with the show. I've heard the name, yes. <laughs> that is all that I've heard, though. So, uh, yeah, you're you're not really a big radio guy. So, anyway, what what kind of music do you even listen to? Why would I want to? Why would I want it like? Why would I want to use a radio when I'm sitting at my computer? Because the radio is still the best way to listen to free music. Um, are you sure about that? Mm. Mm. Eh. Mm. You, you forget, I'm like a big radio guy anyway. I know, so. you are. <laughs> That's why I have a professional radio mic that I'm using. So anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's move on, however, though. Uh, with, uh, our Microsoft news. Because it's everyone's favorite time. You know, Microsoft didn't actually do anything dumb this week again, but they did something kind of interesting. Um, this is, I think, the first time that we get to bash on another company while praising Microsoft. Um, which is kind of funny. Uh, so, Microsoft will give iPhone users, get this, up to $650 towards a new Samsung Galaxy Note 10. <laughs> So, funny. well, you know, uh, if you're on the hunt for a good deal on a Samsung Galaxy Note 10, heading to your local Microsoft store might be the best, you know, option for you right now. Now, I don't know. If you have an iPhone. Yes. And, well, not necessarily. Uh, I think the, the bigger thing is you have to have a Microsoft, uh, Microsoft store near you. Do you have one near you? I don't know. Is there one in the Twin Cities? All of America. Oh really? I didn't I e think there's one. There. I didn't I've never even, been there. 
Well, I've been to the Mall of America, but I've never been to a Microsoft store in the Mall of America, nor have I ever seen one there, and it's been a while since I was there, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure there's one there. I could look it up, but can't yeah, this right now. That and the fact that I'm already on it. Microsoft Store. I didn't even know Microsoft had, like, brick-and-mortar retail space. Uh, oh, excuse me. Microsoft Store. Oh, near me. Cool. Um, yes. Well... There's one in the Jordan Creek Town Center. Um, that's in Des Moines. And ah, there's actually a couple in the Twin Cities. Huh. There's a Microsoft Technology Center, and then there's actually a Microsoft Store. Yes, located inside of the Mall of America. So, anyways... Uh, yeah, so it's offering up to $650 of credit when you trade an eligible phone toward a new Note 10 or Note 10 Plus. Did you hear about this? They're not only just making a Note 10, but they're going to make a Note 10 Plus. They've already made a Note 10 Plus, haven't they? Uh, well, yeah, but it hasn't been released yet. Really? I don't think uh, the Note 10 has been released yet. Well, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Right, but think about this. All I know is that the Note 10 and the Note 10 Plus have, like, a stupid hole in the screen. <laughs> yup. Kind of like, kind of a big nope. But anyway, uh, if I remember correctly, they, they've actually, like, kind of downsized them a little bit. Like, the regular Note 10 is a, is a little bit smaller than the Note 9, but it has no more bezels anymore. Because that's all the rage these days. No bezels. So you know, the screen is basically the same size. And then the Note 10 Plus is like the same size as the Note 9. Just the screen is bigger because the no bezels. Um, and a giant hole in the screen. Yeah. And it's, and it's right in the screen. middle. It is right in the middle. I mean, at least it's symmetrical now. Unlike the S10. That was like a thing. Corner. Yeah. So that was a, that was a big thing on this. Um, well, they just do a pop-up camera. Or one of those flip flip ones like the, the A80 or whatever the Samsung has. Samsung literally makes a phone that has a pop-up front camera. Really? Yeah, they do. Go look it up. You know what feature... Um, you know why what, they don't put that on the Galaxy or the Note. You know what feature the, this phone still has that I still think is just a dumb feature, or at least you think is? What? The Bigsby button. Blech. Um, let's see. Here. There's just something that just there's just something about yeah the that. Galaxy A ninety. Why would I want well, to buy a phone that has a dedicated hardware button for a piece of crap? It looks like use? it looks like this A ninety is just a is a leak. So it doesn't look like they've done it's it. The A eighty. Well, that might even be a. A new Galaxy phone with a wild pop-up camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, like, how come the S series and the Note don't have that? That'd be way better than having a stupid hole in the screen. 
Well, maybe they just haven't gotten it quite right yet. Then why are they using it? Uh, because I think that this phone is probably a lower-end phone. When you think about it... The A-series is like the mid-range. Well, that's probably why. They're probably testing it on the mid-range before they actually release it on the flagship models. You know what I mean? Like, oh, silly you. You don't have enough money. You don't have $1,000 for a flagship <coughs> phone. Well, here's your piece of crap. With no, it's probably... That might not work. It's probably that it's uh well yeah it's probably that it is kind of a lower end device they don't want to they don't want to implement that into the into the premium it's experience actually like, it's actually like kind of a another thing is like there's just, there's just you know so what many, though there's so many weird like gimmicky ways the installing the front camera floating around now it's like but the, really? well yeah because everyone's trying to a phone without a front camera because too many people you're not gonna find that too many people want that front camera um, How about a phone with an option of not having it? No, because then there's too many SKUs. What? There's Why is that a problem? Inventory management? I mean, I suppose at a point, but I don't think adding because one would be a problem. No, I'm not saying one. I'm talking units overall. Yeah, you're adding another SKU, but then you're adding more units, too. For a, a phone with a with an option that's probably not that desirable, honestly. I don't know. I think that would be cool. Right. I don't, don't disagree with you. However, okay, I take this back. I don't use my front-facing camera for selfies, but if I'm video chatting with somebody, yes, for sure. Um, then it gets used. So, um, so well, for me... I personally like the, the pop-up one because then it stays out of the way and I don't need to... Right, and this like is that. this is what you're seeing right now is everyone trying to come up with their own iteration for figuring out how to do a bezel-less phone and still figure out how to fit the camera in there without having to take a chunk out of the screen. But so far, people can't... The technology hasn't gotten there yet, so the only option is to take a flipping chunk out of the screen, which defeats the purpose of the full edge-to-edge -edge screen. It does. You're right. <laughs> Which is exactly why I just think it's a stupid idea. It's like, okay, I, I have an edge-to-edge -edge screen, but I got a giant chunk being taken out of it you right now. You know what else the Note 10 took away? The headphone jack. Oh, yeah, that was a stupid thing. I still miss mine. Yeah. But I wasn't really... I wasn't... I, I didn't want to pay $1,000 for Nest. You know... Uh... Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I hope that, that, that's that's a stupid statement. That's far from the only phone that has. It I know, but I I hope that this whole trend it's of the... mostly low end phones that have the headphone jack. You know what and, though? And I think I've heard, I've heard that, I've read somewhere that like the reason that the like say the Pixel Three A has a headphone jack is because if you buy a Pixel Three A, you're too poor for wireless headphones. You know, this is a really interesting this is thing. Well, thing no, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up the the uh, the Pixel A though, because this is a really interesting time right now. This the the mid range phone market right now is is kind of an interesting thing to watch a little bit. Like, you know, uh, because honestly, like the the Pixel A, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to buy a Pixel A. Or well, three a pixel four now. Okay, but honestly, like I, I, I wouldn't. It's got a headphone jack. It's still a decent phone. 
Um, they say buy that if you're feeling cheap and you want a really good camera. Mm, okay. That's what I hear about it. I think I think Google does have a Google has implemented a pretty good camera into their phones. And I think it's all the software. I think it's all the software. I because think a lot like, of it is software. At, yeah. If you look at the spec sheet of just about every flagship these days. It's all got they all got the same sensors. Right. Software. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think honestly, uh, the, give credit where credit is due, Google. But I think Apple too. Apple has has for a long time always had a really good, uh, a really good software end for the camera, software side for the camera, or the processing. I guess is what I should say. Um, you can't deny that. Now I do I do hear that often. However, I'm not a uh, connoisseur of mobile imagery, so I, I don't really have an opinion on do you, that. Do uh, um how many of these terms do you know? White balance, exposure, aperture, <laughs> shutter speed. I mean, exposure is only is how long you leave it the the how long you spend taking the image, basically, like letting light in. Uh, White balance, I forgot, but you told me one time what that means. And uh, the, the the shutter speed is well, it's how fast the shutter reacts to your input. Uh, aperture right. aperture is how wide, or I, I think you're 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 mixing some things up here. Um, I anything about how wide anything is. Yeah, aperture aperture is how wide or how open or closed the. Um, I don't know if it's the eye or whatever it is, but basically um, that has more to do with um, with letting light in than the exposure does. Um, they, they all work together, but um, if you've got something that's way too bright that's overexposed, if you've got something that's way too dark that's underexposed. So, um, but anyway. Um, yeah... And then there's a bunch of other terms. And well, I don't like know that. anything about it. Yeah. I'm not a, uh, as I said, I'm not a connoisseur of mobile imagery, so <laughs> I don't think about that. I don't care. Yeah. Phone has a camera. I take pictures like once a month. Of what? I don't know anything. <laughs> Just not yourself. <laughs> no selfies. Have you ever actually taken a selfie? So, um, yeah, uh, your refund deposit on your device or, uh, your return depends on the device that you're going to be trading in for this program. Excuse me. Um, but Microsoft is giving the most to iPhone users, uh, perhaps an effort to tempt iOS users over to an Android phone that admittedly will help you get a lot more stuff done with built-in Microsoft productivity, uh, productivity, uh, tools, and useful apps like your phone. So this sounds like a ploy to get to get people to use Microsoft's toy. Uh, I was gonna say toys, but tools. Um. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so Microsoft is gonna be offering up to six hundred fifty dollars for phones in the iPhone X lineup, including the iPhone X, XR, XS, and XS Max. You know that's not so bad. I mean. I was I was asked to do some research for someone else to acquire a used phone of that generation, and that's like around what they go for. So it's like you'd be you'd be like selling it. It would be essentially 
around equivalent to selling your phone on the used market without any for of the that. I for iPhones. Yeah. Uh, what carrier? Um, well, or unlocked. I was. Were you looking, looking for for unlocked or Verizon? But, okay, um, unlocked and what particular iPhone model? Um, just just regular ten. Just the regular, regular 10. ten around. I mean, you're looking at like six to seven hundred. Okay, so I'm looking at one right now for Verizon Sprint Cricket Ting. Um, prices are gonna range from I see five forty, five seventy five, six ten. Well, let's see what kind of condition. Mint. Yeah. Mint condition. So mint condition like five ninety, six forty. Well, I suppose not too long ago the uh, the eleven was announced, so that might have influenced the price. Yeah, prices will drop a little bit. Um, I we'll be talking about that. Yeah, let me uh, let me drop you something. That's not a horrible place to go look for. I'm not going to share that on the stream because that's like my little inside thing. But um, that's not a bad place to get get used devices. Actually, it's funny that you say that. I was actually looking at. Possibly That's picking I got up mine. Was it? Yep. I I'm I was honestly thinking about looking at getting a um a used unlocked Galaxy S7. What um, would you do with that? Use it as my. One? I have my S I have my S9, but for my secondary phone. Oh, but you already got something for that. Yeah, but it's one of those cheap like J7, you know phones well, i don't know um i mean if you barely use it who cares well here's the thing is the way that they've got it set up they've got it locked so that i can't use the mobile hotspot on it i wonder if i can with a different device and even still i wouldn't mind having a nicer device honestly for a, a second app a uh, different app might be able to well do. i can do it using um using a specific app but i have to have it tethered to the system like to the computer um, which is kind of annoying. Um, I'd rather just have it work as a hotspot, um, which I can do with my unlocked Galaxy S9. Um, if I pop that SIM card in, that functionality becomes available. Um, but I, I just rather have a nicer device. I think honestly, for a second device, anyways, even if I don't use it that often, if I can get does it for a decent price. Seven just not support that capability. No, it probably does. It's I just locked. It like that's such a, that's just such a common capability to have. Right, but I think it's locked by the provider. It's a locked function. I've looked at possibly rooting the device, but I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm sure it's, like, easy peasy. <laughs> but, um, anyway. Uh, no, I just, I kind of looked at it. They were, like, about $100 or something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's not horrible. I mean, yeah, the S7's getting up there, but it'd still be a decent phone. Um, I didn't want to spend over, like, I didn't want to spend over 200 though, because I was looking at S8. And I was like, nah, not, not really wanting to spend that much, but... Anyway, um, so, yeah, something I'm toying with right now, but, uh, let's, um, let's look at this again here. Um, so you can get a respectable $450 in credit for your iPhone 8, 
And aside from iPhones, Microsoft is also accepting other Android phones for trade and credit. Recent devices like Samsung's Galaxy S10 and Note 9 and the Google Pixel 3 can each fetch $650 in trade and credit. So, not bad. Um, even yeah, slightly... For, a, for, a de for other devices, though, like those ones, yeah, that's a good price. Um, Pixel 3, yeah, like you're yeah. not going to be selling it for that much on the used market. Even slightly older models, including the uh, Samsung Galaxy S9, Note 8, and Pixel 2, can knock $450 off uh, the cost of a new Note 10. Um, the deal ends on, uh, on September 22nd, and you'll need to visit a Microsoft store near you. Not available online. That is the that only... thing that is that you have to go for a Note 10, then. And even with such a discount, it's still going to be a steep price. Uh, yeah, to receive the claim or claimed trade in value for your phone, you must purchase the Note 10 at the time of trade in. So, but this is for the people who are like, I want a sick deal on a Note 10, and I really want to get a Note 10. It's good if you're already thinking about a Note 10, I suppose. Right, exactly. Exactly. Ah, moving on. Let's talk about Apple. We like to make fun of Apple, don't we? Yeah. So, iOS 13 has an exploit to bypass the lock screen for access to contacts. Okay. So, Apple is planning to release iOS 13 next week, and one security researcher has already discovered a lock screen bypass before the official release is even announced. Good one. That is the hilarious part of this. Mm -hmm. uh, the exploit allows you to bypass the lock screen, which then allows you to gain access to all contact information on the iPhone. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a thing. Um, so some guy named Jose Rodriguez discovered the exploit and reported it to Apple on July 17th. Um, it still works in the gold master version of iOS 13, which will be released on September 19th, which makes it sound like they haven't patched it yet. To so. be honest, I feel like they will. Yeah, I think so. Um, Rodriguez discovered a uh, lock screen exploit last year for iOS 12.1. Um, but this latest iOS 13 bypass uses, uh, or uh, the sim uh, this exploit uses a similar um, exploit as what the last one was. Um, it involves activating a FaceTime call and then accessing the voiceover feature from Siri to enable access to the contact list. Um, you can then obtain email addresses, phone numbers, address information, and more from the list of contacts. Which is a decent amount of information. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Um, it has been tested and confirmed that the bypass procedure works on the iOS 13 GM release, running it on iPhone X. Um, now, you're not able to uh, access, like, photos, though, or anything like that, so your photos are safe. Um, just, you know, all your friends, family, and stuff like that, or their their data is, you know, just going to be out there. And, uh, I mean, it does require physical access to the phone. It's not like it can be exploited, you know, remotely. Which is good. Which is good. Um, and um, it's also going to take some time to initiate all that stuff, too. So, 
the it, okay, yes. The exploit does appear to be fixed in beta copies of iOS 13.1, which Apple is planning to make available on September 30th. Um, so, when was the initial release supposed to be? Where did that date go? Oh, on July 17th. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Um, September 19th. So that's in a couple days here. Oh, and then the 30th. Okay, so yeah, it'll probably be patched pretty quick. Um, let's see. This is the latest in a long line of lock screen bypass bugs for iOS. Because this isn't the first time this has happened. As we said, happened oh, in 12.1. Um, a bug in iOS 6.1 back in 2013 allowed um, attackers to access phone records, contact information, and photos. And iOS 7 also included a similar security hole. Uh, you could bypass the iOS 8.1 lock screen, and iOS 12.1 also had issues. So, yes. And, in keeping with Apple news to round out our show, um, Apple's iPhone 11 doesn't have 5G because 5G isn't ready for the iPhone. And honestly, is that is that actually the why they said that? Is I don't, that why they said? I don't know. But you know what? I'm inclined to agree. If Apple says that 5G isn't ready for the iPhone, I think they're right. I don't think 5G is ready for anything. 5G is terrible. Right, okay. And I thought there was going to be more controversy on this. And then I actually started reading into it. But uh, as expected, Apple's 2019 iPhone lineup does not include any 5G technology. Um, which leaves the iPhone 11 Pro and iPhone 11 without the next generation leap into mobile data speeds that we've seen on recent smartphones from Samsung, LG, and OnePlus. Now, here's the only thing that I wonder, though. So, yes, 5G is not really ready yet, but I don't think yes. they're... How much are they going to change the technology? Because... I don't know. I don't know, but I think what you're, where, you're, where you're going with this is that you think it would be worthwhile to have that capability for the future. I wonder if it would be. Um, I don't know. Although, is it... Would, hang on. Is there it, need to be some serious changes. Is it a marketing... Well, okay, but see, here's the thing. Is it on the tower end or is it on the device's end? Because if the technology... The tower end. Right. If the technology isn't changing in the phone then, then once they get it figured out on the, on the tower side, it's just going to go... It's going to work seamlessly on your device. So, do you future-proof it right? Or is it a marketing scheme by Apple... To say, hey, you want 5G? You gotta buy the new iPhone. I mean, it very well could be that. I think, but, well, I don't know. I Although, think you know what? would have to change to make 5G a, a, you know, a thing that is a desirable thing to have. I wonder if it's also a cost-saving thing right now, too, uh, for Apple. Um, I think it is. Um, because, well, actually, I mean, it... Hmm. Because normally they, you know, that modem is like is packaged, you know, with the SOC, right? Yeah, that's a part of the SOC. But I know that with the um, Android devices that have 5G capability, it's not actually part of the SOC. It's an extra piece of hardware. That's why you have, for example, a Galaxy S10 without 5G. You have a Galaxy S10 with 5G. They both have the same SOC. Just one of them has that extra piece of hardware. So it could be a cost-saving thing. Obviously, Apple makes their own SoC, so it's possible that they could 
make their SOC with that capability. Actually, I don't but... know if Apple does that. I think they're using Intel's technology. Because they had a big giant falling out with uh, with Snapdragon, which, by the way, Snapdragon is the only processor on the market right now that actually offers a 5G modem in it. Uh, the 855 doesn't have it. Does the 855 Plus have it? Uh, well, um, hang on. Uh, but yeah, so this, the article says that Apple is actually wise in waiting another year to build um, a 5G phone. Um uh, but yeah, this this also said that, yeah, it absolutely has nothing to do with security, which I didn't even know was maybe a thing. Um, but uh, the article says that 5G is also very much still in the preliminary stages, which, yes, I think we both agree that, like, I, I think there's such a, a desire to want to be, we're first to 5G because we've seen the, we've seen the race, um... Yeah. Hang on. Sorry, I was reading a text. But we've we've seen the um uh where am I at? I'm trying to think of too many things at one time. But we we've seen that race between all of the of the carriers where they've all been trying to, you know, be first to to 5G um and everything. Um but I don't think yeah, the technology is necessarily ready yet. Um, well, and not only that, but like in order for people to really actually be able to take advantage of the benefits of 5G, it's going to have to be some serious changes to how carriers charge for data services. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah, because that's probably true. Unlimited data services, you know, being a, a uh, you know a more widespread thing, there's no reason for people to want 5G service. Nah, you just burn through your data cap faster. You just burn through your data cap faster. <laughs> and honestly, I would I would be quite surprised if such changes ever occurred as a result of 5G. Right, well, and here's the other thing. So carriers right now are, are just starting to kind of bring a momentum for 5G into cities. You know, there I, I think the Twin Cities has some 5G and things like that, and uh, probably New York, California, things like that. Um, but it, it's definitely not my little area yet. Um, so there's some like sports stadiums that have it as well. Oh yeah. But it's funny because like you can't even get 5g service in all <clears throat> parts of the stadium. So it's like, if you're in the bleachers, oh yeah, 5g. Woo! Yeah. Yep. You're like, you're, you're down, like trying to, you know, buy snacks right. or something. Yep. Oh, my 5g don't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, nice, nice. And, and so and so there were some other obstacles and stuff like that that Apple says that, that led them to basically hold off for another year. But uh, yeah, so so to that, yeah, so 5G networks are in no shape to provide a constant satisfactory experience for consumers. Um, and coverage is, yes, widely spotty for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Um, so they're using a different technology. They're using a multimeter wave technology, which is how millimeter 5G, wave? or yeah, millimeter wave technology. I'm sorry. I think the millimeter wave is that whole... The millimeter wave is the fastest variant. However, it's also very vulnerable to interference. Yeah, so it, it offers... Crap in the world. It offers blistering fast download speeds. But it can't it's reach... That as, it does. It can't reach as far as LTE. And carriers actually have to put up nodes, basically, for it to, to work. Verizon um, have said that 5G in most places is going to be like... A little bit faster for, uh, and that's because in most places you're not going to get that millimeter wave thing. Go, yeah. 
So in like cities, you know, sports stadiums, for example, you're going to get, you're probably going to get that millimeter wave thing going and it's going to be crazy fast. I, I don't know what you're going to do with it on your limited data plan, but, but hey, you got it, 5G, right? Um, but anyway, everywhere else, it's just going to be like a little bit better than 4G. I, I just I just don't see the hype. What's the point? Yeah. Why? Yeah. We need we don't need this. We need other things. Um yeah. Um hang on. Let me figure out where I am. Um yeah, so so yeah, what you were saying, interference. Yeah, the signal is extremely sensitive to anything that comes between you and the millimeter wave nodes. Um and so indoor coverage is basically uh, basically just, like, non-existent. Not good. Yeah. Um, now, Apple, as we know, is a kind of a company that likes to, um, not necessarily, like, they tend to be behind. Because, get this, the original iPhone launched on 2G Edge when many of their phones were 3G capable at that time. Did you know that? I did not know that. I didn't no, know I that didn't. either. Um, and Apple was absolutely in no hurry to make the jump to 4G and LTE, um, and it waited until the iPhone 5 to do so. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't know. It is. It would be funny to make fun of them. For, no, uh, but you know what? As just, I, I know, and that's where just I excluded it for the cost. That's where I. That's where I thought. Well, and that's what I don't know if this is what Apple said or if this is just the title, but that's what I thought when I read it. Apple's iPhone 11 does not have 5G because the 5G is not ready for the iPhone yet. Like, 5G is not good enough for our iPhone. 5G is <laughs> not ready for Android either. Um, That's the fact. Right, and so I thought that this was going to be more of a, we get to hit on Apple, but you know what? I, I actually kind of don't necessarily blame them on this one yet. I don't I don't think the technology is quite there yet. Uh, you know, it, it still brings up that question, though, of is it worth implementing it into a device yet, though, just to have it ready to go? think so i think that if you're buying a 5g phone you're wasting your money mm. um yeah so here's an interesting thing when lte first launched um they had really poor battery life um and they ran hot which is why i think apple decided not to not to pursue that stuff until it was kind of all sorted out um Let's see here. I'm not aware of any such things happening with 5G devices. However, I haven't looked much into it. Well, and, and Apple also says that the whole 5G thing, if they were to implement it in their phones, it would hurt their customer satisfaction, um, basically, um, which is why they don't want to do it. Um, Got to protect the, the customer satisfaction on the iPhone, um, you know. <laughs> Can we just like make fun of other things about the iPhone 11? Like, why does it have a triangle of cameras that looks so stupid? <laughs> why does it still have the biggest, fattest notch in existence? Um, yeah. And you know what, though? Apple did enhance the LTE speeds on the iPhone 11 Pro. Uh, it's up to 20% faster than the XS and the XS Max. And reports say Apple will take the leap to 5G in 2020. So... Anyway, you know, I'm actually fairly sure that the triangular camera arrangement is so it can better perceive depth. But how come nobody else does? That? Uh, you know, I think honestly, as much fun as we like to make at Apple, I think their developers do have good ideas from time to time. You, you know what else? People, 
don't have their eyes arranged like that. You got your eyes just, just flat, you know, side to side next to each other. No wonky angles going on there. You can perceive depth just fine. Truly, a computer can do the same thing, right? Um, yeah, I, I think there's a difference between how our brains and eyes work. Um, and I'm just talking trash now, but... <laughs> and, and how, how phone and technology does all that People stuff. But... have three eyeballs, but I mean, I guess they could if you, if you do, if something's wrong, but, but, uh, anyway, um, notch and triangular cameras look stupid, I think. And also, you know what else I want to make fun of? Why is it called a Pro Mac? iPhone 11 Pro Mac. What? Oh no, it's not a Pro Max. It's the iPhone 11 Pro. No, but there's a Pro Max too. Oh, Pro there's Max. Like bigger ver the bigger version. Of because the they Pro stopped using the, the because they stopped using Plus and they replaced it with Max now. I think. It's like, it just. It just it's supposed to be a more. It's supposed to be a no more Pro. Well, well, remember the the Intel naming the. Well, if, if you have a Pro iPhone but not a Pro Max iPhone, then 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 you're not a real. Pro. Well, no. Remember what? Intel's naming scheme, the ten seven forty nine. I mean, actually, the the Intel. Now, their their naming scheme was was confusing more than anything. Apple's is just stupid. Yeah, it just sounds horrible. Like that's like saying, "Oh yeah, I just bought my new Galaxy S ten Ultra Mega Turbo Maximum Edition." Yeah. Yeah. You so know, like. All right. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate to do it, but I got to cut the show short this week because I got some IT. Uh, well, yeah. So anyway, but I, I got some IT stuff I got to go take care of. So, um, yeah, we're, we're having some issues. So I got to go handle that. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thumbs up if you liked it. Thumbs down if you didn't. Get subscribed down below if you haven't done that. Turn on the bell for notifications. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye.